Coming at you from that purple room next to the alley, this is Wedding SWAT. SWAT standing for Special Weddings Awesome Talent. I am your host, Dave, and alongside me today, two of my favorite people in the world, well, at least one of them, anyway, Mr. David Toms and Mr. Jason Bennett, a.k.a. DJ Magic. What's How the good? heck are What's you guys? Good? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So this is, uh, this is David Tom's first time, so we got to be gentle. Yes. Uh, for those of you who uh, have missed us, welcome back to season four already of Wedding SWAT. Um, all four of you. That's right. Season four, because we have four people now that listen to us. All four of them. Wow. That's like so. Nope. We are getting into the part of the lot. season of the wedding season where uh, things are starting to calm down a little bit, and we can actually sit down and do these again. So we will be coming back to you. Uh, we're going to try to do them weekly if we can again. Um, for those of you that are new to Wedding SWAT, it's all about weddings all the way from the uh, will you to the honeymoon. We talk everything weddings, not just only from a uh, male perspective, but we have uh, female perspectives a lot as well as vendors come in here and join us. And we talk a little bit about them basically to help you plan your big day and uh, really just all about weddings. And that's that's what this is for. And uh, it's a little fun along the way, too, as oh, well. Yeah. So but we are going to talk about um, wedding traditions today a little bit about the new, about the old and what's what's trending and what's not. Oh, yeah. And there's there's a lot changing in the wedding industry anyway. Um, you know, the old uh, what is it? Something uh what is it? Something new, something blue, something borrowed, something, something, something. something, something. I don't know. I got to look up on the know. Google machine what that is. But that's a little past my age range. It's <laughs> something blue, something borrowed or something old. Something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Thank you. He he he, he got my, my wedding brain working. I'm, I'm mush anymore. Love it. I'm mush anymore. But we got it. We got a busy weekend for us uh, this weekend. Uh, it's a <laughs> little more relaxed next weekend, but not much. Um, and then things kind of drop. We're getting um, there. We're getting there. Kind of drop because the wedding season is over in Nebraska because uh, nobody wants to get married in the cold. And a uh, little, little tip here. You know, the guys know that 73% now of all ceremonies are happening outside of churches, which means they're usually outside. And I don't know about you guys. I, I've DJed a lot this summer. And I'm going to say probably three out of every four ceremonies were outside mm. at the reception venue. I don't know where you guys are at on that, but I'd say speaking from his experience within like the last two years, I would say um, out of the ceremonies I have done. Yeah. A good majority of them have been outside. So it's a, uh, it's a, it is a new trend. Um, and, and, and another thing too, is a lot of people meeting online anymore and i remember back oh gosh probably 2003 or four when i started with the company <laughs> they had dating sites mm -hmm. but you would not be caught dead with your friends on one of those just yeah. no but not gonna happen you know the creepy guys on the internet well now those creepy guys you know deliver you food and take you places <laughs> so, but uh the, about three percent of the people who met each other online back in the early 2000s were getting married and now it's 63 percent Wow. And it's because people are tired of the game, I think is what it is. Um, Dating people, game. Yeah, people don't want to play the game anymore. They want to get through it. And there's scientific stuff behind it now with all these, you know, new websites that they can go to. And, you know, I, I, eHarmony, not, 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 not a sponsor, but I mean, that seems to be one of the bigger ones. Plenty of Fish is another one. Again, not a sponsor, but uh, lots of them are out there. I don't know. I, I it's mean, more of, I would say 
it's more easier for brides or more easier for women and men that is dating online than actually going out and trying w- to meet somebody at a bar. Or I would a agree with that, but I mean, grocery I, store. I don't know if I would say I would, I would, I'd prefer, you know, meeting someone online over meeting them in per- person because it's like when you meet someone in person, you set up a date after the first, you know, meeting them in person. And then compared to online dating, and you meet them online, and then you set up a date. That first date's going to be awkward because you haven't met them already. Right. I just I've kind of noticed that. And you can find the the bad things about them right away, like mm-hmm. like if they're 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 a Denver fan or something, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, Raiders, Chargers, Chiefs, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the button repeats evidently. Um, so, but as long as you're not a Packer fan. I could date you. However, my wife probably wouldn't like that too much. So, or Minnesota fan. It's just, yeah. He's married, silly. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, right see, the old guys in the room picked up on that, but the young buck over here is like, "What? Who? Huh? It's okay. It's <laughs> common nowadays." <laughs> That's right. Monogamy is just a just a theory of it. Yes, yeah. Um, so uh, let's talk more about some of these wedding trends that are coming up, and some of the old ones here. Uh, of course, the, the one that popped in my mind was a something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Um, it's an old English rhyme. That's all I know really about it. Um, and people still do it, from what I understand. And I mean, I'm not a bride. Never been a bride. So I showed up at my wedding. That was my job. Well, some of it nowadays is easier. Because something old or something new and something barred, you can combine those. You mm. can. You can definitely do that. You can definitely do that. So uh, let's talk a little bit about bridal bouquets and what, what they're what they doing. I have noticed that for some reason, uh, less and less bouquets are being tossed at receptions. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's because especially this year with, with, with inflation. I'm sorry, we're not, in, we're not in a recession. But we are in a recession. Uh, but flowers have skyrocketed in prices. And I'm not wondering if that doesn't have a little bit to do with it, is that they want to keep that bouquet a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're not going to pay to have an extra one made so they can throw it. Yeah. Um, but for those of you brides who want to do that, but want to keep your bouquet, see if one of your bridesmaids is willing to give up the bouquet, you know, and throw, throw one of theirs. Um, not all the bridesmaids keep the bouquets. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and don't take offense by that. Um, it's, it's, it's part of their dress. I mean, it's part of their their... Uh, what's the word? Outfit. Thank you. Um, so, you know, uh, but it's, it's, you know, they have gone from basically seeing a lot of live type real roses, peonies, uh, you know, things like that. But uh, it seems like anymore, more and more brides are picking the fake flowers. And I don't know why they're not throwing those. Um, again, if it's the same thing as why I want to keep my bouquet, I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't know. It's, it's definitely a good good question of I have noticed uh, throughout the weddings that I have done is just less and less bouquet and garter toss as well. Um, and I feel like maybe a lot of it's more so with the weddings I've done where they haven't done a bouquet or garter toss. They didn't really want a lot of attention brought on to them with the kit cut as well. Right. So I think it's more so they just really want to be able to conversate with the family, uh, really get the party going and not really have the night. While yes, it is all about them, but also focus on the side of family as well. I can and see not that. have that attention. Or I can see that. Them, it so. just uh, Google bouquet toss here. It goes back to 1840. Wow, that's a tradition. So uh, Queen Victoria was the first one, married Prince Albert, and she was the one that carried a bouquet of snowdrops, his favorite flower, and uh, tossed it. 
So, wow. um, and that's kind of what really kicked that off the modern version of that anyway. So guys had favorite flowers. Evidently, evidently. evidently. So, uh, another thing that I've noticed have changed bridesmaid dresses. They are not all the same anymore. I mean, they're, they all the same colors, color yeah, or they alternate yeah. colors. Mm-hmm. But some of them, um, I've noticed are strapless. Some of them are go around the neck. Some of them go off one shoulder. Some of them are reckless, but they're all the same style some of dress of except have, for the top. Some of them have pockets. Some, you know, from what it's I understand, crazy. from living with a guy who has a wife and a daughter, pockets are huge in dresses. I guess cell that, phones. Uh, well, yeah, mm-hmm. I, exactly. He's probably right. Cell phones. Yeah. Uh, hold a cell phone well yeah because we're i mean let's face it we're a bunch of fellas we you know everything we have has pockets but girls <laughs> down the shirt you know that's where the that's where the phone usually goes <laughs> yeah. or money for the bar drink tickets or or something like that mm-hmm. so um but it looks like here just reading br- briefly that goes back to roman times as well as having the matching outfits and meant good luck um and that was a very very common wedding tradition up to about this year it seems i i I have seen in the past where there's been bridesmaid dresses that were all different colors of pastel or a different shade Mm. of one of the wedding colors which i thought was kind of cool um it it was red and all they went from red all the way down to pink but it was all the same dress and each dress was just a little bit different color than the other and when they lined up it looked really really cool of course from the dj standpoint when you're trying to look for some of the from the bridesmaids uh, i'm betting that's the male but go check um <laughs> it it confuses the dj a little bit but yeah. uh you know we're, we're not too bright anyway we, i mean we picked this as, a, as, as something to do so me play song <laughs> so drag click back there look in the windows when we're done uh so but the but the idea was that spirits would ensue uh the bride and would lead them to uh leave her alone and um allow the couple to be wed that was the whole thing that's what brought good luck with the uh, with the wedding dresses um i did see one this summer that was a little odd um so basically she the bride traditionally wears a, a white dress yeah she had her bridesmaids in white dresses as well that is very odd and it worked. I'm not saying it didn't work, mm-hmm. but in my 18, 19 years I've been doing this, is that's a first I've ever seen or even heard of that. So it was definitely different. I would be very confused. So, well, my bride this weekend is all black. I, I did a wedding earlier this her, year. Her dress is black. Yeah, like her all wedding dress, all black. Mm-hmm. No kidding. They're they're really cool dresses. You, you know what yeah. though? Um, and David contested when we were at that bridal show this weekend. There was an ivory colored wedding dress that had black flowers That's on it, beautiful. and it looked really really cool. Um, and of course, that tradition goes back to I don't I don't know when, but the reason why wedding dresses are white is to um, purity basically is what that's about uh, okay so uh but that's why the wedding dresses are white um and people kind of gotten away with that um i've seen um uh kind of an ivory toasted marshmallow starting to come back in a couple of years ago there was um white wedding dresses but the bustle on the back was a different colored ribbon a, a red or a pink or things like that mm-hmm. and the cool part about that is that you can match your wedding party's dresses to that so whatever the color on the back of the dress is, you can go ahead and I'm guessing her bridesmaids are probably going to be all in black then too. I don't know. I don't know yet. Did she say why she picked a black dress or? Uh, that's a type of music or she's. Type of music. It's type of music and toward, or that's, she says that's her type of style is okay. black. Okay. Okay. It's like the and gothic music. scene. That's really cool. Yeah. I was just afraid to say either gothic or emo. Okay. Yeah, sure. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, y- you know, um, there's one on here. It says wearing your wedding or wearing your ring on the ring finger before you get married. I heard that's a 
You, you, that is a very. Uh, not a I haven't seen it. that one yeah. yet. Um, I know that they put on the, the the ring before for pictures and things like that, but then mm-hmm. they take it right off. So um, again, just reading briefly here, that goes back to the Roman times. It seems like the whole Catholic Roman has a lot of to do with the American wedding traditions, anyway. Um, yeah. But it says tradition also traces its uh, this tradition also traces its origins back to the Romans, who believed that the fourth finger on the left hand was connected directly to the heart by a vein called the vein of love. Because this hand-heart connection, this finger has been adopted throughout the ages as the ideal spot for one's wedding ring. Now, I am not a doctor. I only play one on TV. I don't know if that's true. I'm assuming there's a just got to be arteries in your hand somewhere, right? Yeah. Okay. So, possibly. I don't know. But it goes down to your wrist. So, yeah. Listen, listen to the Special Forces guy. He probably knows right where to cut you. <laughs> <laughs> yes um but i i haven't seen anybody wear their wedding ring in the ceremony um although this has been coming a thing and it's actually happening at my wedding this weekend are uh, you guys hear of the ring warming ceremony Mm-mm. basically what it is is you put the rings on time to a pillow or you put them in like a little box and you give them to the best man or the maid or matron of honor they go up to that front row of family and they all grab that box or that pillow and they say a quick blessing over the ring and they keep passing it down. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they say ring warming is because when they used to do it, they just place the rings in the hands of people, which I don't trust. <laughs> but, um, and then by the time the bride and groom got the ring back, it was warm. Wow. So, um, so that's kind of a thing that's coming back. Um, it never, you know, it never really kept going i it, it came back a couple years ago but it, it was just like two or three and that was it that's all i saw that's all i saw so have you guys seen anything of that or no i do like the sand ceremony i've been seeing a lot lately though okay so in nebraska it's a lot of branding on on a board yep, yeah i've seen that um the candles kind of gone away candles and candles a lot of that has to do is because outside with the wind and the braid with the ropes yeah i've, I've seen, seen that, that a couple too. times i like that one so that's pretty cool. Uh, mailing guest printed wedding invitations. What do you guys think about that? Mm, I just thought that's what you do. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, with email <laughs> and I just heard that stamps are going up again for the, like the third or fourth time in two years. Um, and people are starting to just do invites on Facebook um that's the way i usually see yeah, it is. it's yeah. rsvp on facebook rsvp on facebook you can keep track of that stuff um that way as well um i don't know i'm more traditional i would still want to marry or marry i still want to marry my wife yeah after 20 years i still want to marry her. <laughs> that's very good <laughs> yeah, thank you um yeah. I'm, I'm more traditional i, I would still want to send a wedding invitation in the mail that's oh, yeah. that's just me um but uh, just reading briefly here those go back to 1447 can you imagine that? There was no printing presses really back then. Every single one of those was handwritten then. Woo. I'd prefer email. <laughs> and uh, back in the Middle Ages in the Roman Empire again. So I'm finding a lot of these are attached to, you know, the the the, the, the Roman culture. So um, newspapers, putting in newspapers became um, popular in the 1600s. So you put your wedding announcement in the newspaper and you invite them in town that way too. So, yeah. um, and then uh, basically from there, um, metal plate engraving with the, with the printing press came around about 1642, which allowed artists to engrave words on the invitation and the metal plate wow. and boom, the wedding invitation would really born from there. So um, giving away the bride, that is uh, for those of you who don't know what that is. That's when dad 
or doesn't no, doesn't necessarily need to be that dad. It could be a brother, it could be an uncle. Um, unfortunately, if dad's not around anymore, uh, but that tradition goes way back time to the arranged marriages um, when fathers would say, "You're going to marry this guy," and you're going to, and the guy would say, "Okay, well, your daughter's going to marry my son." Then, and that's where that goes back to is the father would give the bride to the groom, like physically, he would almost like push her. Ladies got very lucky with that. Like, <laughs> it's a good thing we don't do that. Right. No well, back then, you got to remember that women were collateral and they were given away in exchange for a bride price or a Ugh. bounty. Um, yes. So, thankfully, today that doesn't happen. Yes. Very that tradition thankful. has shifted away from that. Um, yes. And it's just more of a tradition of dad just, you know, giving permission publicly yep. to the groom to marry his daughter. So, or to marry the niece or to marry the sister. Um, Some of us fellas. Or just handing them uh, them over. Right. Pretty much saying now it's yours. I'm going to carry my daughter over my shoulder down down and I'm just going to drop her saying good luck. (laughs) That's what I hear most often people Um, are saying is good luck. A really unique thing I saw at my brother's wedding. I DJed that last October. Um, He's a Marine. And so when they got done with the whole ceremony, they're about to walk back down the aisle. So they already came up the aisle. Now they're walking down the aisle. Swords? Yep. Yep. My uh, my oldest brother, Chet, he was also a Marine. Brought his skaver. Is that what it's called? Saber. 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 Um, smacked, her, smacked her behind. Yep. And said, "Welcome to Marines, man." Yep, yep. Uh, I, I thought that was so. My cool. uh, my wife, my <laughs> wife's um, roommate in college, married uh, an Air Force captain, and wow. well, I don't know if he's a captain when they got married. They're, he's a captain now, but uh, and they would they were all dressed in their blues, and yep. they did the sabers where they had to walk through underneath all the sabers, and at the very very end, another guy would whip his sword around and smack her right on the butt. <laughs> and, and of course, you don't tell the bride that, and no. he's oh, <laughs> <laughs> and they say, "Welcome to the Air Force, Mrs. Guild." So it was yeah. it was kind of it was kind of cool. I, I remember watching that, and, I, and it was hilarious because they don't tell anybody that's going to happen and it's tradition and, and a lot of the armed forces from what I understand. So, um, so cool. what about the phrase tying the knot? You don't really hear because, that too much. Because anymore. the knot tying and that, ceremony. Uh, yep. That and, and, well, they used to I'm wrap never... the hands together and they would tie them into symbolism. And time. Yeah. Wow. And there's a symbolism. Okay. Um, so, um, and it was called, uh, it was called hand fasting back then when they would tie the hands together. So, um, and that is not Roman Catholic. I do know that that's Hindu and Celtic, I believe. If I remember. Cool. Uh, but yeah, they still kind of do that. I haven't seen it here where they tie the hands together. Um, but that's kind of where, and that what's came the from. ball and chain? Then? The ball. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, got that one. I got that one. You know, I don't, I don't Let's see go. that one anywhere on here for some reason. I don't know. I, I just hear it. A Jason's going to, Jason's going to put it on the why. Google machine to find out why it's Let's called the ball and chain. Ball and chain. Um, another one tossing rice at the newlyweds at the end of the ceremony. Um, they, I don't see that anymore. It's bubbles. Lots and lots of bubbles. Birds blow up. From what I understand, that is not true. From That is not true. Their I don't know. stomach does. It swells until does it, it explodes inside. See, I've heard both sides. Um, but uh, the reason why we threw rice at the time was because uh, it symbolized fertility. I didn't know that. Rice is a symbol of, of, of fertility and prosperity. And tossing it at the wedding, newlyweds at a wedding ceremony, I guess, kind of conveyed best wishes and good lucks for babies. And and, and um, I'm guessing back in the day, bountiful harvests and all that good stuff. Oh, he's you're grinning. <laughs> What'd you find? Severe hindrance. A severe hindrance, the ball and chain, originally uh, referred to a heavy metal ball attached to it by a chain to the leg of a prisoner or a convict to prevent their escape. The term has 
uh, laterally been used with uh, the humor to refer to a wife. So, so it's a, you're imprisoned ball now. And ball chain. and chain. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm never going to use that one. No, I have never, and I'm never going to. Uh, although my wife wouldn't say anything. She'd just roll her eyes. I've uh, seen like, people buy props. Yeah, with you know. An actual ball and chain. I actually and had on one with my DJ stuff back in the day. And when they did their first dance, I used to wrap it around the groom's leg while that's, they did the first dance. That's a good Halloween uh, costume, um, right? There. So, yeah, and I, I stopped doing that um, <laughs> because I think I lost my ball and chain. <laughs> I don't think I got it back. Uh, so uh, wedding cakes have changed mm, mm-hmm. dramatically where the bride and groom just has just like almost the cake topper type part made. That's what they mm-hmm. cut. And then everything else is cupcakes. Oh, I did a wedding where they did. They sat out donuts instead. I've seen that. Yeah, it was really interesting that. or just a bunch of cupcakes. Like you said, yep. uh, cookies. Yep. How about a cake that's not even real at all on the table and they have to go <laughs> behind the curtain and cut an actual cake? Wow. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you want the... That was at my last wedding. No the kidding. whole tier thing that was so out it was there all styrofoam. was all styrofoam. It was all decor. No kidding. Because okay. it makes it look so beautiful. I would so, be down for that. I don't that. know. I've seen uh, where there's cakes that... There's a little cake at each table, too. Um, the problem with that is that if you get someone who likes cake... <laughs> They're gonna take a big old chunk of that. So, mm-hmm. um, but even uh, the process of cake cutting sometimes. It, well, um, it is, it is, and if you have a good DJ or a good photographer, they'll they'll get you through that process. Uh, one more here, uh, saving the top tier of the wedding cake. Me and my wife did that, and it did not taste good a year later. Well, that's because people don't know how to do it properly. You actually, there is a way to actually put it, store it in the freezer so it'll taste good. No kidding. Well, okay. I'm looking here. It says here, you freeze the cake immediately following the wedding to, uh, uh, following the wedding for two hours, leave the tiered uncovered. So the outer layer of icing fully freezes. Um, so yeah, you got to get it within two hours of cutting it. You got to throw it in the freezer. Yikes. So after uh, after the two hours, remove the cake from the freezer, wrap the entire tier with freezer-safe plastic wrap. Or saran wrap. Or saran wrap. Um, thoroughly yeah, wrap no, the cake with plastic wrap or saran wrap, making sure that there are no spots exposed as this will help prevent freezer burn. And then once the tier is tightly wrapped, place the cake in a cake box and ask your wedding cake designer to provide one ahead of time for you. I would assume they probably do that anyway because they'd probably assume you're going to take some cake home. That's Ooh. not true. I'm yeah. being honest. Most People now they're taking, they forget to bring or leave boxes or anything like that for the cake. So and then they say wrap the cake box in the same plastic wrap for a lot of protection. Lastly, place the cake box in the back of the freezer, sometimes which is the coldest part. Apart, um, and for your first anniversary, unwrap your cake and reflect on your wedding day. See, we didn't do any of that. We threw it and we wrapped it, and then we threw it in like a big Ziploc bag and threw it in the freezer. And when we bit into it, it tasted nasty yeah the correct way actually to make it taste better nowadays is like you were saying is wrap it with saran wrap then aluminum foil then another layer of saran wrap and another layer of aluminum foil it's just keep on reassuring and keep on wrapping that like four times and then put it in the fr- freezer and it makes sense good. that makes sense so that's the the biggest ones that i've seen that have been changing um no dollar dance although this one's interesting. The reason why people, from what I understand, aren't doing dollar dances is because it's uncomfortable to dance to Uncle Carl 
or uncle, to, to dance with Uncle Carl to Endless Love. It is. Um, and but, as a DJ, I find it really hard to kind of like, yeah, I see some like family members that aren't as close, but yet right. the, the grandma before asked if I'd play a slow song for her, that carries on to the next one. Yep. And yep. yeah. And so if you do the Dauber dance, that kind of negates that. Now, the thing that I've been noticing is because people don't want to dance with certain family members or certain people they just don't know very well. And it's awkward. I get it. I totally understand. I it. don't want to dance with my sister. I'm sorry. Well, no, and that's but. fine. I get that. I get that. But if you pick the right songs, the dollar dance really isn't that big of a deal. If you do song, I do more mellow songs that you can tap your toe to not fast song, not slow. If I had a million dollars, billionaire, go on, take the money and run. They're all about friendship. Uh, Michael Buble say the last, dance for me those are all songs that i use during the dollar dance it keeps it upbeat it doesn't kill your dance strawberry and, wine and st- st- well that's a little slow a little slow, a little slow uh, to my opinion but um you know if you do those types of things and you keep it to 30 seconds per person mm-hmm. it doesn't take all night and as a dj I like dollar dances because I'm big into tradition, but I also hate dollar dances because they take forever if you don't do them right. Nice. 30 seconds is all you really, really need. And after I explain that to brides, they're like, yeah, let's do a dollar dance. Or the thing that's coming around right now is a dollar dash, uh, which is yeah. what complete, um, well, in most of these wedding uh, reception things, complete did come up with, and people just haven't copied them over the 50 years we've almost been in business now. Um, but basically, instead of doing the dollar dance, you do the dollar dash where you had the bride and groom up front. You have team bride with the bridesmaid, team groom with the groomsman, and your guests have to hold up a dollar bill, not a one dollar bill, a dollar bill, a one, five, ten, twenty, fifty, hundred, whatever you want to give the bride and groom. And they have to run out, grab that, and they cannot grab another dollar bill. Once they grab that one, they have to come back to the groom, give that to the groom or give that to the bride, depending on which team you're on. And then they have to run back out and grab another dollar bill. And that goes on for about two, two and a half minutes. And then at the end, you count the money together and see whoever raised the most. Um, And then I always put a cake in the face with it as well. The winner gets to take a piece of cake and shove it in the loser's face in front of everybody. That's a good idea. I like that. Um, And it, it gets a little bit of money for the bride and groom, keeping that tradition alive. Um, But you're not dancing it's more energetic it gets everybody involved and not just the people on the dance floor um and honestly that's when a lot of your guests leave is when i know when the dollar dance starts and i think that's another reason why people are x and nixing them because they don't they don't want them they don't they don't want people to leave their party which which i get so there you go, brides. If you don't want the dollar dance, like, uh, you know, do the dollar dash, um, and you and you almost make a little more money, I would think too. I I would say yes, and I've even done the dollar dash differently as well, to where I give um, you know a picture to the best man, and then the, a picture to the maid of honor. And then I'll start playing, you know, like James Bond's theme right. song. Uh, yeah. Or Mission Impossible. They'll run around and then people will holler at them. They'll holler at them left and right. And the reason why I don't do the whole wedding party is because I don't want people running in each other. Right. I just want the best man and the maid of honor to go around and collect money for those two. And they'll go around. People will be hollering, throwing right. all kinds of money out. And then when I say time's up, they're going to come up. And I give them a good amount of time. And then they count up. And I've seen... You know, the pots like combined almost a thousand. Yeah, my biggest dollar dance that I've ever been a part of as a DJ was $1,800. Wow. Now, that being said, the last name was Cabela. 
<laughs> so out in Sydney, Nebraska. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, there was there was some money in the room there, um, and that's great that I that I helped him uh, raise that. Um, but uh, another thing too is I've seen people make bowls and they place them up at the front the front of the room, and people just toss some money in there too. You know, well, which is another. Yeah like a honeymoon fund yeah. or a box yeah and another thing is that i've been seeing is no presents or cards at the, at the reception because people do a GoFundMe on mm. a web or on their or on a, on a wedding website or a wish list or a wish list or something yeah. like that and people do that because let's face it we all quote unquote live in sin now there's no you know i'm i was one of the old guys where i didn't live with my wife until we got married but not anymore that doesn't that's not how people do it and you don't need two three blenders you don't need another whole set of glasses and things like that because you have that stuff because you guys have been living together for a while mm-hmm. so that's a great way and it helped pay for their wedding and that's and i i when the first lady that i or the first bride that i ran into that did that i asked her what was her thinking process behind that because that's a kind of a cool idea and she said how do you think we afforded you and I, I didn't like, I don't know how to take that. She started laughing and she goes, no, no, I don't mean it that way. It's just, just, we don't have a whole lot of money and it was either do it this way or go to the courthouse and get it done for a hundred bucks. But because they did the GoFundMe, they were able to get the DJ and the photo booth, which they wanted uh, mom and dad for their wedding gift paid for the video. And then they still had a little bit of money left over to help pay for the caterer. So people actually paid for the wedding. And if you go over to the Asian cultures, that's how they do it. When you get invited to a wedding, you write them a $200 check. And that is from your family. And that's why weddings over there are also smaller because not everybody can afford that, obviously. But um, but yeah, they write a check and they send that back with their invitation. Um, so that's, yeah, that's that. I, I think that's pretty neat. But like you were saying, I have had brides where the cake smash is a thing where you'll have like a jar sitting up there next to the cake yep and they'll collect money for in that and they at the end will smash the cake well that's something that a tradition that i don't even see brides doing too much anymore either um and and the the reasoning for that is i should throw one off sorry jason (laughs) you good the uh, reasoning for that is is strictly because they don't want to be able to clean that off of dresses, clean that off of makeup, smear makeup, um, all that. And that's a, I found that really interesting. Cause Which I get. Yeah. I get, um, you know, if I was a girl and paid someone good money to put my makeup on me, I wouldn't want it. Exactly, yeah. Messed up. Although at that time, at the night, it doesn't really matter. Um, but... Um, I can see wh- why they, they don't they don't want to do that. And that's why I always give them a choice, you know. And mm-hmm. then at the end, you can do this if you want. You can put the cake in the face of, of the looter. And let's face it, 98% of the time, the bride wins anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, but sometimes when the groom has a bigger family, yeah, it kind of doesn't even out all that great. So uh, while Mr. Toms is taking a phone call, we're going to go ahead and um, do something that seems to be one of the more popular things in our, um, if I can find, there it is. So we're going to go ahead and do it to Mr. Jason here. Yes, sir. We're going to go on deck here. It's a game that we have a spinning wheel in our studio here that has the color blue, red, green, and Jason, or black, on there. And we're going to go ahead and spin that and see where it lands. The color corresponds with a deck of cards. And that's not... Let's try it again here. There we go. 
Oh, we're going to go with blue. And uh, the blue deck is interview deck. So what's going to happen is I'm going to pick one card, pass it over to David. We're each going to ask you three questions. You can pass okay. if you want to. So you go ahead. Um, I just picked the first one here. Um, if you were invisible for a day, okay. what would you do? Well, that's a really good question. I would probably test out the uh, limits of our U.S. military <laughs> hidden bases. <laughs> I will see if there's UFOs in Area uh, 51. Area 51. Okay. I will check out the underground uh, mountain bunker in Colorado. Yeah. Well, oh, Mr. Yeah. Mr. X Special Forces over here <laughs> saying they're not there. They're not there. It's which a testing sense, site. Which, well, uh, it it's makes a sense too. Test site. Everybody thinks they're there. Why would you put them there? Aliens. If we did have them, why would we put them there? Because everybody thinks they're there. They're so high defensed. That's why. Actually, no, it's not. Area 51 is not <laughs> that high defense compared to what people think. It, well, they did that uh, thing where they were going to bombard uh, Area 51 with thousands of people, yeah. and it did not go nope. well. That's because they sent the National Guard guys out there, and That's you don't want to mess with National Guard when they're not trained properly. Uh, uh, nope. I'm good on that. So no, I'll stay that. out of trouble, though. I get that. All right, Mr. Toms, your question. What's something weird that you recommend everyone tries at least once? Oh, that's a good question. Okay, so grilled peanut butter sandwiches, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, grilled, check it out, with bacon and banana slices in it. Amazing. Wait, what? Yes, so it's, it's grilled peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You put, you know, cooked bacon in between the peanut butter and jelly, and then the bananas in between the peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> no. It's amazing. Mm -mm. It's amazing. Mm -mm. Yes. I don't know about yes. that one. Mm -mm. All right. <laughs> this, this, one, this one's interesting. I like this card. All right. If you had a personal mascot, what would it be? <laughs> oh, oh, I've thought about this so many times. If I had a personal mascot, it would straight up be a panda bear. Absolutely. Why? Well, like myself, I am mixed. So panda bears are black and white, and they're big and fluffy. Uh, but you don't want to mess around with them because they will. They're protect. mean, from what they I understand. They're mean. They, yes. They're like koala they, bears. They can be mean if, if they're threatening their families. So. Sheesh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next question, Mr. Tom. Here we go. What things do you do every day that you wish could be automated? Automated. Okay. What do I do every day that I wish could be automated? I would probably say just like the average work, just like doing any kind of work, like dishes or laundry. So like a dishwasher or a washing yeah. machine. Automated. <laughs> well, yes, because I wash everything in a sink. So, well, yeah, you are the dishwasher. I am the it's dishwasher. Kind of like when you clean your vacuum, yes. you are the vacuum cleaner. Like you know the movie Click. If I can just click through that part of my life, that is quick. such a sad movie. It is a though. sad movie, honestly. <laughs> Very sad movie. Uh, can't even. Yeah, I couldn't fast forward through a lot of that stuff. Sorry, boss, I no. couldn't. What is? <laughs> I can't believe I'm asking you this question. Uh, what is the dumbest way you've injured yourself? <laughs> oh, for those is... of you watching at home, uh, Jason is—he's not accident prone, but he's always like, "I'll do it." 
I'll do it. I don't even have to say hold my beer. No, I'll do it no, sober. He'll, just, he'll just do it anyway. He's sober. He's absolutely correct. At least we have tables yeah. now. We just oh, have to hide them from him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, rip tables from complete. So yeah. The uh, stupidest way I've injured myself would probably be I want to say sixth or seventh grade. Yeah, sixth or seventh grade in Wilcox Hildreth. There was a sophomore in high school. He was might as well have been seven foot tall. Um, I thought it was going to be a great idea for my five foot five self to try and wrestle him. Um, just messing around during a uh, open basketball night going on at the school. And we had a wrestling match set out in the gym. And I did wrestling practices before the open basketball, whatever they called it. So I was like, yeah, I'll take you on. I'll wrestle you. I'm 5'5". Five, five. He's pretty much seven foot tall. And uh, long story short, he, no effort, picks me up, throws me pretty much. I land on my ankle, break my ankle. And, you know, I'm trying to be this cool kid. Like, oh, yeah, nothing's fine. But, <laughs> you know, stay over there. Just give me a second. I think I broke my ankle. Um, but I didn't say that. I said, let's keep going. So I stepped on my ankle again. Um, and I said, no, nope, nope, I am. Done. I'm good. I'm going to go upstairs and play basketball. I went to the bathroom and cried. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I held it until I went to the bathroom. So, um, yep. masculine to toxic mas- masculinity. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? All right. Last question, Mr. Toms. I'm afraid to ask this one. Well, I'm afraid to ask any questions, Jason, because <laughs> you will get an answer. <laughs> what is something you get wrong almost every time you do it? <laughs> um, hmm, that's a very good question. I got to think about that one and think about it correctly. Tie your uh, shoes, uh, brush gig- your teeth. <laughs> gig sheets. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gig sheets for work related. Absolutely. <laughs> I just kind of just fill those out and just see what happens. Or sometimes. Oh, oh, I oh you about just them. kind of fill them out, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just kind of fill just them teach- out. Sometimes I put DJ Magic I, is the best on them. I don't know if you guys catch. Oh well, no, we catch notes. that. We yeah, and we yeah. know that you're you know you're you little <laughs> you know you got dementia. It's okay. <laughs> no, I would probably say. Um, just thinking in general, what was the question again? <laughs> what is something that you do and you get it wrong every time you do it? Okay. Yeah. Answering questions, <laughs> tests, school, this, this school podcast, in general, this podcast, school in general, any kind of test I have to take, you know, um, I could, I can answer a question. Someone asks me in general, but writing it down on a piece of paper is a different story. So that's okay. definitely it. That makes sense. That makes sense. That's why you like multiple choice. That's yes. right. A-E-I-O-U, right? A- and sometimes why? <laughs> And that does it for this version of On Deck with DJ Magic. Now, this is uh, this next segment. (laughs) My daughter loves this next segment. So, it is time for what's new with Rowan. Rowan, uh, Rowan's dating my daughter. We don't use his name, but it 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 rhymes with Rowan. Um. Uts, you um, know, uh, how old is your daughter? She's 16, okay. 17 almost. Uh, he just turned 18, just turned 18. She's a junior. He's a senior. 
Okay. So I know it sounds well, 16 to 18, that's that's a big gap, but she's going to know. It's not in high school. Because she's, she, yeah, she turns 17 here in a couple months. Um, <laughs> I, I, I like the, the boy. He's okay. He, I mean, she could have done a lot worse. She could have brought somebody home like Jason. Um, <laughs> Rip. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, my joke with him is like, well, I don't want to punch him in the face, so uh, that's good. Um, Mr. Krav Maga over here, right? Krav Maga and Taekwondo, Taekwondo. Uh, you, know, you know, third degree. We not not that we're gonna just put that out there, Rowan. But, <laughs> and I have guns in my house, um, and I know how to use them. Ooh, nice. So here's what's happening with this: is that uh, I figured this is going to happen for a couple months, and then. You know, high school, you, you, you date for two months. It's like dating for two years in the real world. Right. Um, two months was long for me. I'll just say that. I, I believe their one-year anniversary is coming up in January. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. So, um, things are getting a little more serious. I'm going to take the boy to a Husker game. We're going to a Husker game on November 5th. I see the gray hairs already. Uh, to play. <laughs> We're going to watch the Minnesota-Nebraska game. Um we bought our tickets a little late, so they were a little little pricey. They weren't horrible right. for Nebraska tickets, anyway. I figured with the way they've been playing the past couple of years, that tickets should be pretty cheap. <laughs> no, they're not. The Husker faithful keep buying them, so uh, they just keep them the same price. But he's coming to Lincoln with us on November 5th to a Husker game for a couple reasons. Number one, I'm trying to get to know the boy a little bit better. And number two, I figured my daughter's not the big... Okay. My daughter's not the biggest football fan in the world. I have tried for 16 years to get her interested in football, learning the basics, learning what pass interference is, how many downs there are, things like that. And I would quiz her every football season, and she's like, I don't care, Dad. I don't know. Okay? She goes to one Husker party with, with Rowan. And she's like... And she comes back. He made a basket. <laughs> <laughs> she made a basket. <laughs> okay, three pointer <laughs> from the three point line. Check down. <laughs> That's right. But she got two minutes for icing, so oh. it was it was weird. Oh. <laughs> but she goes to the party at his house, and I'm not sure who was there. Um, obviously, his parents were there, but I'm not sure who all was there. And she comes back, and well, not even before she comes back, she's bragging on Snapchat to my son, who's sitting next to me watching the Husker game, that she's learning a lot about football. So when she comes back, he starts quizzing her. How many downs are there? How many yards do you have to get? And she is just firing these answers off. And I'm like, wow. you little... <laughs> so evidently, I need to be a cute 17-year-old boy for her to listen to me. I don't know. I mean, David, you got kids. I, mean, I know, but here's the best thing that I'm going to tell you as a dad there's this wonderful thing called a PMCS, which we do in the military, which means you don't prevent and measure controls against like a vehicle. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so this is when you go outside and you can actually learn a lot about a kid by just opening up his car door. Oh, stop right there. Because <laughs> here's the thing about, the, you, do, you, do you know the door test? Which one? Okay. So he, yeah. see, he's my age. So I'm, I think I told you about the door test. I mean, I've kind of always known about the door the, test. You put the maybe? girl in, and then she's got to unlock. I mean, the, the whole you know key thing now, where the, it's keyless entry, it kind of ruined mm. the door test. But my wife passed it. I this is horrible. It makes me sound like a hoe, but I dated like twenty six people between wow. when I was allowed to date to my Shameful. wife. I know, right? My my wife's number twenty six, 
and her and one other girl were the only ones that actually passed the door test. Now, for those of you who probably aren't listening and have no idea who even remember me that I dated before I had a car, you were kind of at a disadvantage there. But for those of you that when I did have a car, I'm guess I'm just saying that's why it didn't work yeah. out, ladies. Uh, you know, I'm kind of a kind of a big deal, right? Yeah. <laughs> I saw this I saw this I saw this Yeah, right. Okay. I saw this really funny video though. And uh it was a guy and he just he takes a, a high heel and he scrapes it alongside the curb. And a girl she's going crazy, she's going crazy. And then he, she he, like next scene is like him standing next to her and she's opening up the door and then closing it softly. <laughs> opening the door and closing it softly. <laughs> and then he's taking up the makeup palettes and he's like Slamming them shut, and then she's closing the door shut, <laughs> just softly. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I tell my daughter about the door test. Their first date that when I met the boy, I believe was winter ball for Northwest where they go to school, um, and he came in, got her. I met him. They left. Um, didn't have to get my shotgun out, so. Um, but he didn't even open the car door for her, if I remember correctly. And I'm like, oh, dude, Rowan, what are you doing, man? Uh, she opened up the car door, got in, and he went around. And, and, and I'm like, oh, geez. Oh, my goodness. So now he <laughs> has ever since, because she said something to him, even at least at our house, has always opened the door for her. Every, and he treats her like a princess. It makes me want to puke, kind of. Sorry, Rowan. Uh, she's 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 not that type of girl, bro. Trust it's me. It's all right. I do it for my daughter, and she's <laughs> only nine. I still open Well, you got an older one, though, too. Yes, 24. 24. 24, yeah. So you've been through this. Yes. Yes. This is my first time, okay? And it's my only time. She's, you know, this is my only daughter. I, you know, I got a son, too. And guys are just like, whatever, you know. Uh, you want to yeah. go to dance with me? Yeah, sure. Cool. You know. Um, oh, and that's another thing, too, is that these invitations to prom and homecoming, <laughs> they're a freaking production. What the heck? Yep. He wrote, will you go to prom with me in glow sticks on the front yard? Which, by the way, Rowan, I mowed up about four of them. <laughs> so do a better job picking up after yourself. Uh, word or, of uh, I'm just saying for- we're at the top. We're in the very, very top of, of, of West Stadium <laughs> or East Stadium. It's a it's a uh, no West Stadium. Yep. West Stadium. The new part. And it's a long way down, Rowan. That's all I'm going to say. I got some advice for Rowan. Mm. All right, Rowan. If Dave ever pulls, you know, his gun out just to clean it, you walk in the door, <laughs> give him a nod, say, nice strap. Check out mine and show him yours. That's all you got to do. If he walks in with a gun in my house, <laughs> he ain't walking out. <laughs> Aren't you guys going hunting? That's you know well, he's a big hunter. Yeah, he's exactly. Hunter. There we go. There we go. Uh, so I wouldn't um, want to be shot in the back. So <laughs> yeah, I don't think he would do that. It was an no? accident. No, no, I'm just saying well, you, accidental you hunt too, gun though. safety though. That's true. That's you what hunt it is. Too or no? It's just gun What's that? safety. Do you hunt? Um, I, I, I'm not against it. I've hunted in the past. Um, my father kind of ruined it for me. <laughs> so oh, gotcha. if okay. somebody wanted to take me hunting again, I'd probably get back into it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I've never been hunting. So, uh, no, I've don't duck, ask me about guns, duck, dove, pheasants, deer, um, and elk sidearms. That's all I know. Just so, target, target um, practice. Nope. Um, well, the funny, well, it's not a funny story. The first time my dad took me deer hunting, I missed the deer 
where I was supposed to shoot him because you're supposed to shoot him like right here and like under the armpit. Is that another? Just yeah. Well, like it kills, it goes through the heart and kills them. Oh, it, it, it's humane. It's, it's very humane it's way. Humane. Just boom, they're done. Um, if you shoot him anywhere else, they're, they're going to limp they're off gonna, yep. somewhere usually, unless if it's in the head. But if, then if you want to save the, the, the head for taxidermy, then you've ruined that part too. I missed the deer and I shot the bottom jaw off. <laughs> oh, when I found it, it had no bottom jaw and blood was just dripping. So I knew I did it. It wasn't from another hunter. <laughs> and so that scarred me a little bit. I was 12 years old. <laughs> And I come across this deer that has two broken front legs because the second shot, I took it out with the knees. Well, now you kind of know how that boy feels so, about the bird flying into your drone. Well, so. it, right. <laughs> and here's the thing. My dad, and I don't know why he did this, but he's a farm, farm kid, born and raised. Okay. Uh, the deer's just kind of flopping around. He grabs by the horns, takes his knife out, and slits its throat right in front of me. Yeah. And kills it. <laughs> Pull out his. I mean, he also carries. He also carries a, a forty-five with him. I don't know why he didn't. I mean, Shoot, put it out. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe because it'd blow the head so up that you know. <laughs> but there's no jaw on the thing, so I wasn't going to keep it to begin with. But yeah, he walks up, grabs it by the horn, and just you hear it. You hear, you hear they go. Dude, it was gross. <laughs> So that kind of ruined it for me. I don't, I don't think I'd go hunting after that either. So, so. I, I haven't been deer hunting since, but I've done <laughs> duck, you know, pheasant, things like that. Um, but yeah, it was it was a little traumatic for me, but it tasted good. So, <laughs> so I I don't I don't have any more stories about Rowan right now. I I don't want to uh, I don't want to ruin everything for you, Rowan. Um, <laughs> but I'm watching your boy. Just keep that in mind. All right. All right, Rowan, or or boyfriend's okay. name that rhymes with Rowan, I guess. Rowan. Uh, I do have your license plate number. You're making model of your vehicle. I know where you live. David Tom does too. Yes, um, I don't want to know where you live yet. So <laughs> don't well, want me. To. I don't. <laughs> yeah, David's like I don't want to be a part of this. So, but did, I mean, you used to make people disappear for a living. So, yeah. 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 But I just. You, you that's why I say you don't want me to know where you live. <laughs> I'll if just I breathe heavily outside your window. That's all. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? And that's when you should be scared is when I do know your address. So now, did your daughter, did she ever, I mean, did she obviously brought guys home, I'm guessing. Or? My oldest daughter? Yeah. No, actually she didn't. <laughs> okay. She was uh, pansexual. So, so she actually, oh, yes. okay. So okay. I had to look that up. So, yeah. Yeah, because I didn't know what it no, meant. No, you got to look a lot of things up anymore. Mike, no. I know you don't. So, uh, my son's that way too. He's saying things, and I'm just like, "Oh yeah, cool." I'm like, <laughs> "Slang." Uh, anyway, well, this has been Wedding Swat Swat stands for Special Weddings Awesome Talents. Once again, I am your host Dave. Alongside of me is David and Jason, oh, yeah. DJ Airborne, and DJ Magic. If you want to know more about our services. Go ahead, give us a call at 308-237-5247, or we have the technology where you can text us to that exact number, or go ahead and shoot us an email at dave at completehighplanes.com. We would love to talk to you. And as always, this is Dave saying goodbye and good wedding.